First Timothy chapter 2, First Timothy chapter 2, and we'll read verses 1 through 8. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. And uh, say this, appreciate the Lord giving us some good weather out there. But anybody had a good day? I'm glad the rain was on Saturday, right? Actually, I wish it had been on Friday because <laughs> we're supposed to have the evangelization yesterday, but it rained and everything. Appreciate the Lord giving my wife a good birthday yesterday. And uh, we had a good time with that. And then she was able to go the other day and get her hearing checked. So this week, uh, Lord willing, my wife will be getting her uh, hearing aids. And we're thankful for the Lord working that out. Amen. And, uh, you know, those things can get pretty high up there. But the uh, Lord works some things out for us. So I appreciate uh, that. And uh, all right. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Say this in the Word of God. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, and I speak the truth in Christ, and lie not a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Verse 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Let's just pray again, please. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, I uh, thank you, God, that we can pray, and Lord, that we have instant access, uh, dear Lord. And so, Lord, we want to come before you again right now. And, uh, Lord, uh, we thank you, uh, dear God, uh, Lord, that we can just come and cast all our cares upon you. Lord, that we can lean on you and abide in you, dear God, and rest in your faithfulness. Lord, I pray you'd uh, help each one today. Lord, uh, we think of uh, those prayer requests. Lord, we think of Brother Pitt. We think of Sister Karen's uh, daughter. We think of Sister uh, Sarah and, uh, God, others that are upon our heart. Lord, please uh, touch them uh, right now and uh, give them what they need. Lord, Sister Dot, Lord, as her daughter and her uh, uh, need guidance and direction, touch her and give them wisdom about decisions they uh, uh, need to be made. Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, for somebody that might be listening or here that needs to be saved or just needs encouragement or needs uh, direction about something. Or maybe one of our uh, young people, Lord, is looking for the important decision concerning jobs, career, and uh, other things. Uh, Lord, uh, there's always a lot of things to consider in life. And, uh, Lord, we want uh, your will to be done in each and every heart. And uh, so, Lord, we thank you for being good to us and that you're merciful and gracious, Lord. And, Lord, as we sung today, dear God, you're the lily of the valley. You're the rose of Sharon. Lord, you're fairer than 10,000. And, Lord, I'm glad that you, we can call you our rock, our fortress, our strong and mighty tower. And, Lord, I confess that you're all that we need. Now, again, help us through thy word that in everything you'd get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to look at a, a, a thought in verse 8, but we'll work our way down there. And of course, uh, uh, we've looked at the first few of these verses before. But you know, one of the greatest blessings and privileges as a believer, of course, is the right and opportunity to pray. Man, I think, man, what would I do in so many instances if I didn't know uh, that I could pray? And of course, we pray as individual Christians, and then we pray, of course, as a church. Not just because we're expected to. I hope you just don't do it because you're expected to or because you think it's the religious thing. But we realize it's of vital importance. Amen. Prayer is of vital importance in our life. Amen. Listen, I need prayer. I need to pray. 
then I need to pray for others and I need the prayer of others. And so prayer is a vital importance to us in our life and in the work of the Lord. Uh, listen, uh, a lot of what gets done is because of the efforts of the prayer of God's people. So prayer, amen, is a vital thing and we see it emphasized. That's why he says, I exhort you, amen. Uh, listen, with great uh, encouragement, I beseech you uh, to do this. And then, of course, he says, uh, uh, first of all, we know that should be at the top of the list. And he mentions four things here, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Well, we just think of, you know, prayer is one simple thing, but there's a lot that is involved in prayer. And uh, you can be broken down to various areas. Again, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. We think of prayers, we think of amen. When we go before God, we bring forth our needs, amen, in supplication, bringing forth needs. And aren't you glad that you can bring your uh, needs uh, uh, to the Lord and that he cares about your needs? Now, we, uh, the Bible tells you already knows what you have need of, but amen, he likes to hear it. I mean, uh, uh, you, know, you, you know what your kids have uh, need of, but there's something cute about when that little one walks up and says, hey, can I, can I have ice cream? No, not to eat your vegetables, amen. Uh, but you'd like to hear him ask for it, right? You'd like to hear him ask for it. So supplication, amen. We can bring our needs uh, before the Lord and prayers. Not only can, bring, can we bring forth our needs, but an important part of prayer is bringing forth worship and adoration, amen. Uh, bragging on Jesus. Hey, uh, sometimes we brag on Jesus to others, but you know what? Jesus and God likes us to brag on him to himself sometimes and remind him, hey, God, you're wonderful, you're merciful, you're gracious, amen? And that's an important part of prayer as well. And then intercession, we can bring forth others, amen? And uh, I'm so glad uh, that we can pray for one another and pray for our uh, 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 loved ones, amen, and pray for uh, uh, people in need. I mean, aren't you, that'd be pretty sad if you couldn't pray for others. You know, somebody calls and shares a burden with you and say, well, that's nice. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Have a good day. Amen. <laughs> Man, that wouldn't be too exciting if that's, you know, you calling somebody and they say, that's all they said. But I'm glad they can say, hey, I'm praying for you. And hey, I'm taking that to the throne of God on your behalf. And then giving of thanks, bringing forth appreciation. Amen. And it says for all men, hey, I'm not only glad that I can, I can pray for you and bring your needs before the Lord, but as I think about you, Amen, that I'm not only praying for you and saying, oh, uh, uh, Lord, help uh, sister with that and Lord, help brother with that, but I can also say, Lord, not only am I praying for these, but Lord, thank you for brother so-and-so and thank you for sister so-and-so. Lord, thank you uh, for letting them be a part of this church and Lord, thank you for letting them be a part of my life, amen? So I'm glad not only I can pray for you, but I can give uh, a thanks uh, for you. Now, don't say, are you more thankful for others? I'm not even going to go. Don't even go there. Amen. No, I'm thankful for everybody, everybody. And so, amen, a good challenge there. And then, of course, it, it emphasizes, amen, uh, for our leaders, for our kings, for all those that are in authority. You know, uh, we like complaining about our leaders, don't we? Boy, uh, listen, just go on social media and you'll see how much people like to complain about their leaders. But you know, uh, if some of the things I see, as much as people complain about their leaders, if they spent that much time praying for them, maybe they'd see the difference, amen, than just com uh, complain about them. Of course, we don't like everything's going on, but amen, uh, pray uh, for them. And, that, and the Bible tells us that will make a difference.
difference. A matter of fact, why? Because God wants us and we want to live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Why? Because praying for people and living a good life, it's good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You see, praying for others and praying for our leaders, this telling us that it's a moral and virtuous thing to do. Amen? It's a good moral and virtuous thing to do, amen, to pray for others and consider others when you go before uh, the throne of God. What a wonderful thing that is. And he says there in verse 1, he says, pray for all men. And in verse 4, we see another reason that we should pray for all men. Why? Who will have all men to be saved. But, you know, again, well, you just see all verses like that in the Bible, and you think, where in the world, amen? Uh, what, what, you know, what, the, the, these Calvinists, what are they seeking about, right? <laughs> what are they seeking about? I mean, how do you get right there? It says, all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth, right? Amen. People have to be uh, directed. There's a truth out there. There's a knowledge out there. Amen. But God has us here to help direct them uh, to that truth and direct them to that knowledge. God wants everyone to be saved and to know the truth. Amen. And remember, this verse is in the context of prayers. So you need to remember, your prayers make a difference in the life of your loved ones. Amen. As you pray for your loved ones and others uh, that you pray for. Amen. Again, your prayer is a vital, important part of your life, but it's a vital, important part of those that you pray for. I, I have no doubt, amen, that I'm where I am today because of the prayers, amen, of my uh, grandparents years before I got saved and, uh, and, uh, and praying, praying for me. Paul believed in the prayers of those that prayed for him. Right? He is always asking people to pray for him. I like this verse, Philemon 1.22. He says this, But with all, prepare me also a lodging. Now think about that. He said, prepare me a lodging. And why did he say that? For I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. He had so much confidence, right? He was going to go by and see them. He had so much confidence in them. He said, just go ahead and book the hotel. <laughs> and that's what he said. He said, hey, I believe that your prayers are going to get through and they're going to make a difference and this thing's going to work out. So just go ahead and book the hotel. Amen. Hey, it, prayer, listen. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, the other day with, with going uh, uh, to New York, you know, I prayed. And, of course, when I, when I got the call on Sunday that uh, my friend Brother Crabb was back in the hospital, what, what, what was my natural instinct as a friend? My natural instinct as a friend, you know, now, uh, remember back in August when he went in the hospital, I just had liberty. I, I did just uh, go up there. I just felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do at that time. But for some reason, uh, I got the call on, on Sunday. My natural instinct, of course, was to want to jump on a plane again. But I didn't have peace about that, just jumping on uh, uh, the plane this time. And then I, and so I, I, I prayed about it, and I was thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know, uh, uh, what's, what, you know what, what, what's more important? I'm thinking, you know, if I go there, they have him heavily sedated. He wouldn't know I was there, not that I wouldn't want to be there. Of course I wanted to be. Of course I wanted to be there. But I was thinking, well, I know that his son and daughter and sister Brenda, that they, they'll need encouragement and they'll need help during this time. And I want to be there for them. I want me and my wife to be there for them. 
But of course, you know, when this happened, you don't know if people are going to last hours, days, weeks. And I was like, well, you know, if I just jump up there and then, you know, he, he, he lingered or whatever, and then I have to come back. And I got to think about the church. You know, I don't want to be uh, uh, too long away from the church. So I, I was praying on Monday because they, they were asking me, well, hey, Jeff, when are you going to come up? When are you come up? Uh, 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 and so I prayed, and it is clear as anything, the Lord said, go Thursday. The Lord, I mean, just as clear as thing, the Lord told me to go Thursday. And so I, 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 I told him, I said, I said, I prayed about it. And for some reason, I feel like the Lord wants me to go Thursday. So I, I, I sent him a text. I bought my ticket for Thursday. Well, and then he passed away on Wednesday. Well, the Lord knew he was going to pass away on Wednesday. And the best day for me to arrive was Thursday. I have no doubt that the Lord had even something like that planned out. That he, The reason he had me planned Thursday because the Lord was going to have him pass on Wednesday and his son and daughter needed to be there to take care of those things on Wednesday. And, and the best time for uh, my wife and I to show up was on Thursday to be there for them and be a blessing and encourage them and, and ready for... And so I was thinking, man, Lord, thank you for working out uh, those uh, details. And so uh, even when, when things stir your emotion, it's important not to run on emotion, amen, uh, but uh, everything by prayer and supplication. I'm not saying I always get it right, amen, <laughs> but uh, I thank the Lord for helping me helping me uh, that time, but we see how important it is to prayer, that prayer makes a difference, and Paul believed uh, that the prayers of others in his life uh, made a difference. He said, go ahead and book the hotel, amen. I believe your prayers are going to be answered. And so he says, who have all men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. And then he tells us what the most important knowledge and truth people can know is, who have all men to be saved. That's why we need to pray for all men, amen, again, that they might be saved. Why? Because there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And of course, that's the greatest truth and the greatest knowledge one can understand is who Jesus really is and what he's done for them. He is the mediator. And of course, a mediator is one who mediates. Boy, that's a tough one, isn't it? Amen. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I can't handle that deep stuff. I'm glad that was a simple one, right? One who mediates or interposes between two parties. And I like this. He, he, he mediates, in this case, as an equal friend for each. Amen? Think about that thought. As an equal friend of each, right? Jesus, right? He's the mediator between God and man. Well, we know, amen, he's equal with God. But you know what? He's equally, just like uh, uh, he's uh, equally your friend. So you know what that means? A lot of times when people go in to negotiate, like if somebody's going in to negotiate for their country, well, whose interest do they have in mind? You know, hey, if I was an ambassador or a negotiator for America, hey, when we go to negotiate with these other countries, listen, uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't want my, I don't want the negotiators for America going in and say, let's see, what do you think is the best deal we can give China? <laughs> or what's the best deal we can give Russia? That's not what I want them to think, Right. I want them to think, hey, what's the best deal we can get out of here for America? I want them to be biased in that sense, right? But you know what? Hey, uh, we need help from God. And listen, think about that. Your mediator is not biased. Your mediator is not biased. He's just not thinking, hey, what's the, what's the best deal I can get for God, so to speak? He's saying, hey, he's saying, hey I'm going into this thing, and what's the, what's the best that I can do for this individual? When, when you go before Christ, amen, and he's mediating for you before God, he's saying, hey, what's the best deal 
that I can get for this person? Well, the best deal he can get for you, of course, is salvation, eternal life, and a personal relationship with him. I like this, what Job said. Job, uh, Job gives a, a wonderful thought of what a mediator is. In Job 9.33, what a wonderful verse this is. It says, neither is there any daysman. Now, that's what, that's, that, was a, that was a mediator. That was a term for a, a mediator, a daysman betwixt us. Listen to this thought. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Think about that thought. That might lay his hand upon us both. Both. That's what Jesus does. Amen. He comes between you and God and he takes the hand of God, if you will, and he takes your hand, amen, and he wants to put those hands together in a personal relationship. He wants to bring the two of you together, amen, and put his hand upon the both of you and bring you together. That's what he does. He immediately, he's reconciling. Jesus wants to put you and God together. And boy, the wonderful, the Bible has wonderful verses about Jesus Christ being a mediator. Hebrews 8, 6. But now he, talking about Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Amen. Hey, listen, all those wonderful things we see in the Old Testament, we love to see those types we always talk about. When we look in the Old Testament, oh, there's a type, there's a type, there's a type. Uh, thank God we can look back and we can appreciate those types. But thank God we're in the area of grace where we don't have the type, we have the true. And the true has brought us better. Amen. We have a better covenant. We have a better promises. Why? Because we have a better sacrifice, the Lamb of God. Not a Lamb, but we have the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And because we have a better sacrifice, amen, we have a better mediator, we have a better covenant, we have better promises. Hebrews 9, 15, for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of internal inheritance. Amen. Hebrews 12, 24, all these good things in Hebrews. And to Jesus, here it is again, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling. Thank God for the blood that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Amen. Jesus, he came to bring you a better covenant, better promises, and better things. And you'll not find anything better than what you'll find in Jesus Christ when you receive him as your personal Savior. Well, if you're here today or listening, boy, the best thing you can do is realize, amen, the only one that can help you is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And he is there to mediate for there. He's there to negotiate. Say, man, I'm kind of nervous about this thing. You know, I don't know if I want to go into this thing by myself. You don't have to go into this thing by yourself, amen? Jesus is there to take your hand, amen, and, 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 and connect your hand with the hand of God and save you from your sin. That's exactly what he did, who gave himself a ransom, I like that verse. There's also a verb in Job that says, we found a ransom. Amen. Uh, that's good news. Amen. I mean, imagine if you were a captive and uh, somebody was wanting a ransom, and boy, they couldn't find anybody that was willing to pay. And all of a sudden, amen, you were nervous about that. And the news came across, hey, we found a ransom. We found somebody that was willing. Amen. And Jesus was willing to pay the ransom for you 
and the price for you. What a wonderful thought that is. Who gave himself for all. There it is again, all. He wants, look at this. He wants us to pray for all. He wants all men to be saved. And so that is why he died for all. How can it be any clearer than that right there, amen, that there's nobody that God doesn't want to be saved and have a relationship with him. He gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in time. I like verse 7. It's sort of, to me, it sort of looks like Paul, man, he got thinking about this, about Jesus, and all of a sudden he had a quick shouting spell about it. Look, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, and I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. To my, it's, it's me like Paul got thinking about the power of prayer and uh, the power of what Jesus Christ did and paying the price for everybody. And all of a sudden he said, glory, I get to preach and teach this truth. Amen. That's exciting, man. I don't only get to I know it and live it. I get to tell it. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You get to know it. You get to experience. And then you get to go tell somebody else about it. Amen. What a wonderful thing it is to, to pray for people and to reach out to people with the blessed gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, let's look at verse uh, 8 for a minute. I want to, uh, to focus on this verse here. See, he told you what to do, amen. He's talking about, talking about prayer, and then now he's going to tell you how to do it. One thing, first of all, he, he tells you where to do it. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, everywhere. You know what? Thank God, not only that we can pray, that we can pray everywhere, I mean, wouldn't that be a terrible thing if all of a sudden something, you had a crisis or something happened, you got that phone call and you had to come to, you had to, come to this building before you could pray and you got here and, and the doors were locked and uh, uh, that shouldn't matter because almost everybody has a key, but amen, by way of illustration, right? <laughs> the key down in the box. But if you got here and you couldn't get it, you said, man, I, I got this need and what am I going to do? I can't, I can't wait till Wednesday or I can't wait till Sunday. Aren't you glad you don't have to wait? Aren't you glad that, hey, it, 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 wherever you are, I mean, if, even if you're at Walmart, amen, and you get that need, amen, that you can cry out to God. You can cry out to God. Right? I'm glad you can pray uh, anywhere. Well, the other day, uh, uh, Brother Wood and I, we, we, we met with that young man, right? We met with that young man, and uh, we spent a little time with him, and, and then we said, uh, uh, Josh, can we pray with you? And uh, we, were sitting, we were sitting there right there at that coffee place, and amen, we were able to pray. We were able to pray right there. The other day, we were, we were in... Uh, uh, Lowe's. We were at, we were in uh, uh, Lowe's, and uh, uh, listen, I, I had to repair the the, the closet upstairs, and uh, it fell apart on me. And so I was buying some stuff to fix the the closet upstairs in the, in the prophet's chamber. And we got talking to this lady Paige, this young lady Paige. Uh, uh, she had just started working there a few days earlier, and and she was trying to figure out how to use this saw and everything. And it got con something I thought was going to take ten minutes. You know, an hour later, she's still uh, cutting some simple simple wood for us because trying to figure out that that machine because of all the safety things on it. But you know, she got telling us about her her dad, and he got sick, and he had just passed away a few days earlier. And we we sat there and talked to her a little bit, and uh, and uh, you know. We could see that she was going through some things, and we just said, we just said, right there, right there in front of that saw, we said, we said, Paige, can we pray for you? Boy, we, we, we stopped right there, and we prayed for Paige. <laughs> what a wonderful thing that we didn't have to say, hey, hey, Paige, we'd sure like to pray for you, and well, I can't wait till Sunday when, when I'm in that building, and I'll be able to pray for you. I'm glad, no, we could say, oh, Paige, we can stop right here, right here in the middle of, of Lowe's, right here while you're working. Paige, we can stop, and we can 
pray for you. And then, uh, you know, in the hospital the other day uh, with uh, Sister Dodd and uh, her uh, daughter, I, I'm glad I didn't have to say, oh, man, Sister, I know you're going through some things. I can't wait till Sunday, man, and when, uh, when we'll be able to get back to that altar where we can pray for you, but we could stop and, 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 and pray right there. Aren't you glad, amen? Hey, listen, let me tell you, as, as, as a missionary, uh, you're glad, you're glad uh, that you can, you can uh, 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 pray, pray anywhere, believe me. Uh, some of the places I've had to, I've had to stop and pray, and boy, prayer, and prayers got me out of some situations when I was literally out in the middle of nowhere. I'm glad you see that I have an omnipresent God. I have an omnipresent mediator, Amen, and that I can reach Him, Amen, wherever I am. So it doesn't matter where you are, what your situation is. Aren't you glad that you can pray? everywhere and seek God. Thank God we can pray everywhere because we have an omnipresent God that is accessible. Amen. Now, I mean, think about this. Amen. Uh, how many of Paul's prayers, how many of Paul's letters were in a, in a prison cell? Amen. Hey, you can even pray in a prison cell. A lot of Paul's greatest prayers were in a prison cell. So, amen. He appreciated the fact that you could pray anywhere. You know, uh, the best advice I ever got on prayer was just pray. Just pray. Amen. <laughs> when people ask you about it, say, listen, I can give you a lot of good things, a lot of deep things about prayer, but the greatest thing I can tell you about prayer is just get down and do it. Amen. Just go to prayer. But notice what it, it says here in this verse. Amen. I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. And notice that statement here, without wrath and doubting. Without wrath and doubting. That word wrath doesn't mean like, you know, a lot of times we think of wrath, we think almost like a full-fledged anger. But that's, really, that's, not, that's not what this, this means here. This word here means uh, 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 to have a fretfulness, you know, like we talked about recently. Here it has to do with even having a right spirit and not having uh, something in your heart towards someone when you pray. You know, we often think about having something in our heart against a fellow man when we go to pray having something in our heart against a fellow man when we go to pray. And the Bible speaks to that. Of course, Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So, hey, uh, when you go to pray, make sure you don't have anything in your heart against another person, against another brother or sister. But let me ask you this thought. We know, hey, most people know they shouldn't have aught against their brother, but let me give you this thought as well. What about having aught in your heart against God? Have you ever thought about that when you go to pray? I don't have aught against man, but having aught against God. You know, we come to God because we say, well, that's what we're supposed to do. That's the right thing to do. But deep in our heart, we're holding something against God. Have you ever met anybody like that? Deep in their heart, they're holding something against God. Something happened in their life. Maybe they feel like God failed them in that certain situation and circumstance. What happened wasn't fair. It's not fair. Why me? Why God? Why did this have to happen? Why did that person have to die? Or why did this situation have to... Why? And, you know, they might, they might go on and, you know, they keep going through the motions. 
of what they're supposed to do as a believer, but in their heart, though they may not even admit it and try not to admit it in themselves, there's something there. There's something there. So I don't just ask you when you go to pray, do you have something ought against man? But is there something in your heart that you might have ought against God because of something that's happened in your life that you didn't feel it was fair or he failed or whatever for whatever for whatever reason. Oh, listen, friend, I've met I've met I've met believers I've met believers uh, like that, and and some of them they, they 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 turn against God. I've seen believers because of something that happened in their life. Now, but not all of them turn against God in the sense that they get out of church or or they stop going through the motions. They're still going through the motions. They're still, you know, you'll still see them at church. You'll still uh, see them talking about the Lord. But oh, in that secret place in their heart, there's something there that they haven't quite let go of concerning what God allowed to happen in their life. And they have ought against God. God. Well, that's a serious thing. That's something to seriously uh, 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 think about in our life. Do we have ought against man? I hope you don't have ought against man when you go to pray. If you do, you got to, you know, go there and get it right. But if you have ought against God, and then you're the, he's the one you're asking for help, you're the one. Not only does it mention wrath, but it says doubting. That means to dispute, to debate. You know, is this prayer really going to make a difference? Okay, I'm praying. I'm supposed to pray. But is this prayer really going to make a difference? Has God ever had to say to you like he did Peter that day when he began to sink? Oh, thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Why did you doubt? You know, Jesus was standing right there. It doesn't matter if there were waves. It doesn't matter if there was wind. Jesus was standing right there. Hey, whatever you're going through, he's standing right there. He's standing right there. Wherefore, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why would you dispute or debate the fact that God wants to hear and answer your prayer? You know, often we're like that group in Acts, right? Uh, when Peter shows up at the door, right? And they're like, hey, Peter, what are you doing here? We're praying for you to get out of prison. Now go back to prison so we can pray you out. You know, that's about how we are. Amen. You know, we're, we're praying, but you know, we're surprised. You know, we're, we're, we're more surprised when God answers our prayer than when God doesn't answer a prayer. Now, if we're honest, that's how most of us are. We're not shocked when God, we think, we think God doesn't answer our prayer. We're shocked when God actually answers it. Well, look there. Yeah, he did it. Wow. He did it. Yes, 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 he did. When we look at prayer, you know, a lot of times we'll just go ahead and pray. Just in, Well, honey, just in case, let's go ahead and pray. You know, let's pray. And people say, what, has it come to that? <laughs> That's about how most people feel about it. Remember, remember who is writing this, Paul. Who is God using to write this, Paul? If anyone had reason for wrath and doubting, it was Paul. If anybody had, to, had a reason to wonder, God, why did you allow that shipwreck to come into my life? Lord, why did you allow me to get arrested? Lord, why did you allow me to get beat? Why did you allow me to get stoned? If anybody had a reason, amen, to have on his heart against God or, or to doubt God with things that happened in his life, Paul would have had good reason. Now, you got to remember, he's writing this in, in the context of the time. So you got to think about what's going on when this is written. There was persecution going on in the church. And so he, maybe he's saying this because believers 
right? They're trying to get out and start churches. They're trying to get out there and serve God. And perhaps believers at this time are asking God, God allowed certain things to happen. Lord, why did you allow this persecution to happen? Lord, why did you allow this leader, right, that's uh, over Rome right now? Why are you allowing us to have this leader? Why are you allowing this person to be in charge? Lord, if you're such a loving, powerful God, then why are you allowing these things to happen in my life? And why are you allowing that person to ascend to the throne or uh, to that place of leadership? Hey, listen. Life hasn't changed. We, we still deal with the same things they dealt with. Thank God we don't have the persecution here, at least. Of course, they, might, they have it in other places. But thank God we don't have that persecution yet. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen uh, in, in America. But, boy, we allow things, amen, to, 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 to doubt. Now, again, why were we to pray for leaders? Verse 2, it says there, that we may, that we may. Well, we may or may not. What's the deciding factor? Our prayers. Well, depending on if you pray and how you pray, you may or may not. You see, pray. It makes the difference. God tells us, right? Listen, we're not to, we're not to have wrath. We're not to doubt. Paul, the Bible tells us clearly in Hebrews eleven six. but without faith, it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God. What are you doing when you pray? You're coming to God. When you pray, you're coming to God. And what must believe that he is? Hey, let me, do you believe that he is? Amen. He is. Amen. That he exists and that he is who he says he is. And he is the promise maker and he is the promise keeper. Amen. And he is the one that desires to hear your prayer and answer your prayer. And that he is a rewarder. A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word diligently means, means to seek. Amen earnestly, but to seek earnestly, amen, for the purpose of obtaining. Amen. You're going after him. Why? Because you want to obtain something. Amen. Like Paul said, hey, we don't be one to beat at the air. Hey, whenever I ran a race, I didn't run a race just to get in. Hey, I wanted, I wanted to get that prize. I was running that race to obtain something, right? Amen. To obtain uh, 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 something, he had a had a goal had a goal in mind, and that's when we come before God. We have a goal in mind, but we must believe. We must uh, believe. Verse eight says, "Look at this, lifting up holy hands." Now think about that. Right, right there tells you right there. I'm glad he started off verse eight. I will for that men pray everywhere. And this notice before he mentions wrath and doubting, he mentions holy hands. Boy, right, right, there's, right there's your answer. I'm glad he mentions holy hands. I'm glad he didn't skip that. I said, I'm glad it doesn't just say, uh, I will that men pray everywhere without wrath and doubting, but I'm glad he mentioned holy hands. Why? Because that he reminds them, listen, you that, you that have awed against man or God or you that are doubting, hey, holy hands. What does that remind you? He saved you. He made you clean. Amen. He saved you. He made you clean. You have the right to pray, lifting up holy hands. I like what it says in 1 Kings 8, 22 concerning Solomon. Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation and spread forth his hands toward heaven. Amen. What a, what a wonderful thought in prayer, lifting up, 
Lifting up, listen, the reason those hands are holy, amen, because he washed you in his blood. He forgave you of his sins. And because you're saved, you have holy hands and you have access. Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4 say, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Hey, listen, you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You have access, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain. See, may obtain. You know, a lot of times we're, 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 we're saying, oh, God, why didn't you answer our prayer? And he's probably going, well, why didn't you pray a prayer I could answer? <laughs> you know, we're wondering why he didn't answer our prayer, and he's wondering why we didn't pray a prayer he could answer. Well, if you, if you wouldn't have come with doubting, like it talks about in, in, in James, if you wouldn't have come wavering, if you wouldn't have come with something in your heart against me or somebody else, if, if you would have came properly, amen, uh, then uh, uh, your, your prayer could have obtained what it came for, right? That's why we go. Why does he say come boldly? Not just so you can have a conversation with him, but so that you can obtain. God wants you to obtain. Why would he tell you to come obtain if he didn't have, expect amen to give you something, if he didn't expect, expect him to reward you? For your faith, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of me. need to obtain and get what you need. Amen. The help you need. Hebrews 10, 19, having therefore, brethren, again, here it is, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. In other words, there's, there's nowhere that you don't have access to in your prayer, amen, uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, he has given all to save you. Amen. He did everything he could to save you. And that means he also did everything he could to do to open up the prayer channels for you. I mean, if he did everything he could to save you, then, uh, uh, right, who can pray? His children. That means he did everything he could to open up the prayer channels for you. So if he did everything he could to open up the prayer channels for you, why would he not want to answer your prayer? Why would he not want to be there for you? Why would he not want to help you? Why would he not want to uh, work in your life? I mean, he did everything he could to open up those channels so you could come boldly before the throne of God, so you could come boldly into the holiness. He's the one that opened up uh, those prayer channels. Maybe you need to pray the prayer the father prayed that day on behalf of his son. In Mark 9, 24, remember his son, the, 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 the demons had control of his son. And Jesus came and he cried out to Jesus to help him. And he said, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. Boy, I thought about that. Amen. You know, uh, 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 the, Jesus came to fill in the gaps in our life, right? The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short. Of the glory of God. There's a gap there, amen, between you and the, and he filled that he filled that gap, amen, so that you could uh, in salvation. But he also wants to help you out in prayer. Lord, I believe. Help thou uh, mine unbelief. Listen, we have this wonderful thing called prayer, but amen. And God wants to hear our prayer, and God wants to answer our prayer. But listen, we not only have to pray, but we have to uh, pray. Properly, He's given us those holy hands. He's, he's opened up the doors of access. But amen, we got to make sure that uh, we're not doubting him and there's nothing in our heart. I just want without wrath and doubting. Do you have anything in your heart against someone? Do you have anything in your heart against God? For some reason, what is, what is, what is making you doubt that your loving Heavenly Father Amen. Doesn't want to help you 
uh, with that thing that you're praying about. You know, we should come before the Lord, amen, holy hands, right? No sin, no wrath, no doubt, amen? And we don't, we, we don't have to. The, the, the blood of Jesus Christ takes care of all that. The, prom, the blood of Jesus Christ took care of the sin. We can come without, before without any sin, amen? But his promises in his word, amen, should take care of the, the wrath part and the doubt part, amen, if we'll just come before him and believe him. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, amen, bring your needs before him. Prayers, amen, come before him with adoration and worship. Intercessions, amen, thank God you can intercede for others and giving of thanks. But when you, when you do these things, make sure, amen, your heart is pure. Let's pray.